from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So let's go ahead and uh, and hit the first topic. Jeremy Chin, a player who's been a show favorite. We really like him. Yeah. Speak, speaking of players being misused, I think he's been wildly misused this year. Uh, Jeremy Chin, quad injury, significant quad injury, according to Adam Schefter, expected to be out up to six weeks. Ooh. This is multi-level. Uh, first, you lost a good player. Mm-hmm. Next level, you lost a good player to position that's already been absolutely ravaged by injuries. That's the secondary. Uh, J.C. Horn out for the foreseeable future. Xavier Woods, Von Bell out. Uh, and and Dante Jackson has missed time. And now you mix in Jeremy Chin, who's a part of that secondary kind of. Uh, Did you mention Shaq Thompson? Shaq Thompson, part of the linebacking core. Yeah. Dunzo. So that's level two. Level three, this tanks his trade value, right? Because part of the appeal of trading Jeremy Chin is that he's on the last year of his contract. So you want to trade him to get some value back before he can walk on his own for free this offseason. The appeal of somebody else trading for him is he can help you for the stretch run, right? He can help you go be a contender. He can help you, you know, win one more game or one playoff game. And you don't have to commit long term to him to to you know tie up funds for some other things you might have some big wild and crazy ideas in the future. But if if he's out six weeks, that goes well past the trade deadline. No one's going to trade for him, and if they do, it'll be scraps. And he's one of the few pieces that Carolina could, I believe, could have gotten a legitimate return for mm-hmm. that made sense to trade. So that's three levels of like it hurts your defense now, it hurts your defense at a position of need now, and it hurts your future by limiting his trade value. Uh, that's the the triple whammy. Bing bang bong, Dunzo. Would you still trade him? If I could, yeah, I if think I, I would too. I mean, now I think there's almost there's less time on the field for you to like work out your differences, right? Evero has less time now to figure out where he does fit in his his defense. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. If he's not available, I think the relationship between he and the Panthers doesn't have a chance of getting better. He's definitely not coming back. You think, seeing how the injury happened, I guess it did happen against Miami. I've seen people citing yep. sources. Does this accelerate the trade of a Brian Burns since they do have the bye week? Like, hey, you know what? We don't want to risk if we are trading Burns or Brown or Jackson or Terrace Marshall, whomever. You want to make sure you get this trade done before they get hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, you think I, this changes that mindset? I think it it makes – I don't think if the, the knock-your-socks-off trade is not there by, by game time, I don't think you pull the trade. Yeah. Maybe it motivates them a little bit to hold them out. But also, I think actually what it does is it just makes them, like, chew their fingernails more aggressively while watching the game. And it makes it so, like, if – We've seen Brian Burns a few times on the sideline, like limping off injuries and going back into the game. That's not happening anymore. If if he limps, if he winces, if he stands up and does like you know when you uh like like jam your finger, you do like the hand waggle. Yeah. If he's doing that, all right, come on out, you're good. No, 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 you're done, you're done. Don't risk it. Uh, they'll just be super cautious. But I, I don't think I don't think you force a trade if it's not there. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You done messed up, Aaron. Uh, Canes won last night. They did. This morning. 
They actually, yes, they did win this morning. I know I was up working. Uh, they won 6-3, four goals in the third period. But the big question is, on defense, we actually saw Jalen Chatfield come back into the lineup mm-hmm. after being a healthy scratch the last two games on defense. And he was paired with Dmitry Orlov yesterday, and Tony D'Angelo was made the seventh defenseman. Now, Tony D'Angelo in the third period didn't play one single shift. Mm-hmm. Now, late in the second period, he got a penalty. Two minutes unsportsmanlike for saying things to an official. Who elbowed and, him in the face? Yeah, he kind of ran into the ref. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Watch your face beat up my hand. Exactly. Uh, but at the end of the second period, going into the locker room, he picked up another 10-minute misconduct mm-hmm. penalty. So he, he had to sit in the penalty box for a long time. And then he just sat on the bench the rest of the game while his teammates went out there and scored four goals without Sebastian Ajo either, and with Freddie Anderson having to lead the game as well. So this brings up the question, going forward for the Carolina Hurricanes, are you putting Chatfield with Dmitry Orlov as your third pair and make D'Angelo that seventh guy? You have you have to see it through. Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, it's, it's, it's not so solidified that I'm like, Chatfield's the guy and, and you know, you can etch his name in ink into every lineup now for the rest of the season. But, I mean, I'm I darn sure I'm not changing anything by Thursday when when their next game is. Uh, to me, it's Chatfield and Orlov on the third pairing until someone gives me reason to change it. Now, that could be, like, like if D'Angelo, especially until uh, Svechnikov comes off of, of injury, or Ajo, hopefully that's not a long stint, um, but if you're still, you know, occasionally dressing seven, if D'Angelo's out there on a power play or something and he's just playing lights out, okay, that could be a reason why you give him another shot. If Chatfield starts playing poorly or if Orlov and Chatfield stop having the chemistry that we've seen, that could change something. But if, if Chatfield and Orlov keep playing the way they're playing, I think you you ride this out as, as long as you can. You spend a lot of money on Orlov and you obviously want the best from him. If it's Chatfield next to him is what's best for Orlov yep. and what's obviously best for your team, then you got to make that move. Do you ask Orlov? I mean, you might have to. You might have to. Part of it might be, but it also sometimes players don't know what's best for them. True. Right? It's it's sometimes like it's it's a delicate thing there, but I agree. The, the conversation has to be about getting the most out of Orlov and who does he play best with and Right, I mean, being in, in that pairing, it's like, hey, what I don't do well, you do well. It's like the yin and yang. Like, mm-hmm. I cover for you, you cover for me. Um, maybe you do bring him into the room and say, hey, we're going to give you three games with each. We give you three with D'Angelo. We're going to give you three with with uh, uh, Chatfield, and then for that seventh game of the the or seventh game of the road trip, is that what it is? Uh, six game road trip. Six game road trip. So, yeah. towards the end of the road trip, we're going to bring in and say. Give us your notes on playing with either. Which did you like? Which did you mm-hmm. not? What and, and you go from there. But I mean, D'Angelo didn't play in the, the third period, and they won four zip. Yeah, I'm, I'm not changing it before the next game starts. I'll put it that way. Uh, speaking of health, we did mention guys like Aho and, and Freddie Anderson. So Aho was a late scratch just before the game. Rob Brindamore said after the win last night that Aho kind of tweaked something upper body late in the game against Anaheim Sunday night. Realized, you know, he's not quite 100%. Decided to go ahead and scratch him for the game. Uh, but then Freddie Anderson took a, a puck directly to the face. Like a hard to shot. The face. Di- like directly into the nose. In the face. And Pow. had to leave with a concussion. Or that concussion. He didn't have a concussion. 
because of concussion protocols Protocol and, and things concerned. along those lines. And, and we can joke about it because it does seem like everything's going to be okay and he'll be back in the lineup short. I have no doubt that as soon as he was taken off the ice for the rest of the game, called a Piotr Kachekov. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Get ready. You might be on a flight to Seattle here shortly. Do you like Syracuse? Good. Get on Get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Drive to Rochester. Fly out to Seattle, please. Uh... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. It means more. Zion's looking healthy, everybody. Uh, Don't get too far ahead of yourself. I'm not going to. But Zion is looking healthy, everybody. Do you know what? Do you know who I equate Zion to? Who? Lamar Jackson. Go on. Lamar Jackson. You're every time you watch him, you're so concerned about him getting hurt, mm-hmm. right? The, but the style of play, he like you're 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 wrestling internally because you want to see him do what makes him special, but you also don't want him to get hurt. And and there's uh, an angel and a devil arguing about that one, right? Uh, but then also there's this, like if Lamar Jackson puts together a season where he's available for all 17 games. Like you get 2019, right? You get an MVP. You, you get he runs for a thousand yards and he leads the league in passing touchdowns. I feel like Zion's career is going to be kind of that, where if he ever does put together 82 games, watch the heck out. You might be looking at an MVP. Most seasons, I just don't see it happening because he's so big and there's so much force into the ground and human joints are only made to sustain so much of that explosion. But if Zion ever puts together 82 games. Goodness gracious. And you can't put together 82 games if you're not playing at least game one, right? You can't put together 82 games if you're not handling your business at the the beginning of the season. And with one week, by the way, one week, I believe, until the Pelicans open up their season. Sounds right. He's putting up like, you know, 15, 8, 8, and 8, and 8, and 8. I don't know how many stat categories I just listed. Sure. Uh, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 8 blocks, 8 steals, 8 turnovers uh he's he's putting together just a stat line in like 12 minutes this is all an exaggeration Mm -hmm. but he looks like he's ready to be the the tantalizing player that you know made him a wildly high paid individual despite the fact that he's played like 90 games over 10 seasons i'm excited for him to be his actual like truly healthy true best because he's so fun to watch zion and and so fun it used to be Embiid for me is going to be my number one. I want. I don't want to watch the game. I want to watch the highlights. Yeah. Because watching the game is so, like, every time he falls, you hold your breath. Stand up. Stand up. Every time he jumps, you're like, land soft, and which isn't a super fun way to watch a game. But as soon as you know he finished the game healthy, I'm like, all right, let's, let's watch the blocks and the dunks. Fire up the highlights. I know it's all good. Let's watch a windmill on some fools. Like, it's it's... That's just how Zion lives until he shows me he can play a full season, full steam ahead. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. We got better tonight. So we, earlier we talked about Drake May. We did. In the NFL draft. I told you before the show, I have I'm a question for, for you about Drake May. I'm putting you on the spot here. You said right I have a now. question for Drake about for you about, about Drake, Drake May, and I'm not telling you till we're live on the air. So yeah, live on the air. It. You do not know this question until I'm asking you right now. Of the teams in the NFL... 
if you could drop Drake May on their team right now, who mm. would be better at that position? Like who would improve the most by getting Drake May? Just who would – if you look at, for example, like Tampa Bay, if you mm. put Drake May, it's an upgrade. Like at this exact moment, like what team is better now if you drop Drake May on it at this exact moment? You're looking for one team? As many as you can name. Uh, I think the Bears. Yep. Um, I think probably Tampa. Bears, Tampa, New England. Probably New England. Yeah, I'd say even Pittsburgh. And and we're assuming he gets like you know enough time and like you know. It's I'm, not, I'm just it, talking like his talent level yeah. and what he's we're, capable we're of doing like at there, this he, moment. He doesn't have to do the the Baker Mayfield from last year where he shows up on a Tuesday and plays on a Thursday. No, no, this, no, no, no. To, All right, no. Uh, so this is he gets the time to be ready. The coaching. Yeah. Um, Hmm. All right, let me let me run through some teams here. I mean, Giants. Yeah, Giants. Definitely. Uh, Tampa, like you said, New Tampa, England, New England, Chicago, Arizona. I mean, it's all the it's. Yeah. Uh, well, Kyler just opened up his his practice. Well, yeah. Window. But so even, if Kyler, even with Kyler, no, I think Kyler's better right now. Okay. I, I, Kyler went healthy. He's a good quarterback. The problem with Kyler is. If he gets a bruise, he goes from like 100% to 40%. Well, yeah, there's that. When he's 100%, he's he's, he's a good quarterback. Okay. Um, Russ in Denver? Indy. Indy. Oh, yeah, Indianapolis. Um, Even with Anthony Richardson? Yeah, and Richardson was never supposed to be good this year. He's, yeah. he's a project. Um, he might be better than Drake. You know, Four years from now, Anthony Richardson might be better than Drake will ever be. But uh, but for right now, it's it's Drake. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to run through. Trying Jets. to run through. Falcons, 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 yeah. Jets, yeah. I, I'd put him above Zach Wilson if obviously oh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is there now. Um, Oakland, yeah. I, I like. I mean, you mean Vegas Jim, Raiders? You mean? Yeah, sorry. Sure. Uh, Jimmy G. God, San Diego, not uh, just a team that moved. Um, like Jimmy G might be better right now, but it would not take long for Drake to over over yeah. like pass him. He just needs some experience. Uh. I'm debating the rookies of last year. I think Stroud's playing really well. Do you consider Bryce? Would you take Drake May over Bryce? Yeah. I would have drafted Caleb Williams and Drake May number one and number two last year. Yeah. Now, obviously, C.J. Stroud is making me go like, hey, maybe I should have considered Stroud. Uh, but I, I think they're just they're better prospects. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good question. I, I, I Tennessee? Think, yeah. Tannehill? Oh, yeah. 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 What about Russ? Denver? Geno Smith, Seattle? I, I, I see. Yes. I mean, the way they're playing. No, actually, no. I'm going to say Russ. I'm going to say Russ. Yeah. Russ is. We, we can't get too crazy with the disrespect for Russ. I think a lot of it is comparing him to what he used to be. The stats I'm about say, what he is right yeah, now. Yeah, no, the stats are saying he's, he's, he's okay this year. Uh, and and I think it's tough for like let's let's also be realistic with Drake and, and whoever else you want to drop in. It's tough to be good as a rookie. Like, it's tough to be good as a young player. So I'm not thinking Drake May is going to show up and be a pro bowler. I'm just saying there are some teams out there that are winning or trying to play well despite their quarterback, and I think Drake can do at least as well as, as, as those things, as those teams. Um, but it is an interesting question. But the fact that we were able to name literally almost half of the NFL, it's pretty telling. I, I say it all the time. There are 32 teams and there are 20 starting quarterbacks in the world at any point in time. Yeah. I mean, there's 12 out there, and occasionally you get a situation where a starter and a backup are both. So then you're down to 19 teams that have a starter. It's it's playing quarterback is in the NFL at a high level is not a common skill. Mm -hmm. There are less of them than there are starting positions in the NFL. 
Uh, so if you think Drake is one of them, if you think Caleb is one of them, you should be able to find 10 or 12 that don't have that ability, which is crazy. It's crazy. Part of the reason why we, we like the sport so much. Mm -hmm. It's hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Uh, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. What? There's arguing going on on Capitol Hill. Again? Involving college athletes and their pay situation. Uh, but now it's coming down to... Should they be considered employees? Yes. Now, are you saying yes to it happening or yes, they should be considered employees? Yes, they should be considered employees. Why? Because they're the ones that are generating the revenue. I look at it even more simply than that. Okay. Oftentimes, I say college athletes should be paid. They should be. They bring in revenue. They shouldn't, mm -hmm. which is kind of the argument you just made. And so often I hear they are getting paid. It's their free education. Is that not enough? They're getting, I would, and then it's usually somebody that wasn't on scholarship. Mm -hmm. I would love to have my education paid for. I had to take out loans. Likewise, <laughs> trust me. I'm again not disrespecting <laughs> that, but I'm saying, all right, let's say that their scholarship is what they're getting paid. That's what, depending on the university, between twenty-five and sixty thousand dollars a year. Sometimes more. If you're getting paid between twenty-five and sixty thousand, you're an employee. You're getting paid that, right? That like. All right, fine. They should be happy, and I, I don't agree with this. But if your argument is they should be happy with their, you know, tuition and their 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 food paid for and their books paid for and their tutor paid for, then let's act like that's all they should get. That's still more than enough to be considered an employee. All right, that's thousands, dozens of thousands of dollars a year. They're an employee. They should have the rights and protections that any employee gets. Right, the things that you you know the the. By the way, take the taxes out, right? Have them fill out their W-2. Like, like, treat them as employees and then treat them as employees and then treat them as employees. Workers comp, do it all. They have a job. They do it every Saturday. They get some form of compensation for it. I don't see why they wouldn't be considered employees. Anything that? We're going to talk about this more later on. No, it's pretty spot in case, on. In case you can't tell, I'm a little fired up about it. So before we get too fired up, let's save that fired up for later on in the show. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You like that? You like that? Uh, speaking of college sports, by the way, we talked about Riley Leonard potentially returning for Duke this weekend mm -hmm. as they travel down to Tallahassee and Florida State. Johnny Wilson, one of their top receivers for Florida State, likely to return for FSU. An already tough, def or mm -hmm. tough offense to guard. Especially with, with uh, Keon Coleman, who's a potential top 15 pick in the NFL draft. Conservatively. Yeah. Get him on one side, and then you add one of their top receivers back in Johnny Wilson. It's going to be a tough test for this Duke defense on Saturday. Did you see the Coleman catch from this past weekend? Yes. The, the one-handed matrix-looking thing when he was up in, up in the air? Dude's crazy good. Uh, Johnny Wilson is, is, by the way, another transfer, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, fast. Um, all it does is it makes it so... Right, you, you you can't put all of your focus and attention on Keon Coleman, right? That's 
there are teams that have a wide receiver and and what you know the safety is you know you, you may you may even see like uh flip-flop right you'll see corners and safeties flipping to the side of their check will be like you know check 10 and that means you go to wherever number 10 is right you want your your best wide receiver or your best cover guy uh following you know staying with putting them on the equivalent of revis island of whoever your best corner is um and you may even put your best cover safety over the top can't do that now now you have to start thinking of maybe doing this maybe you take your best cover guy put him on johnny wilson one-on-one and then you take your second best cover guy put him one-on-one with a safety so you're doubling keon coleman and and now think of all the the resources you've just expended on two guys oh by the way florida state can run the ball florida state has some tight ends florida state has jordan travis who can run it himself it just you know and by the way like i i, I believe you should want to face a team at their best so i think duke should be thriving they should be thirsting to get out there but your job just became more difficult, right? There's there's no longer a giant wiggle room. There's a, there's no longer a giant margin of error. Uh, not that there was a giant margin of error, but there's less uh, for your Duke defense. And do you know what's? Do you know who gets even more pressure put on them? What's that? Front seven. Yep. If if it, you cannot expect your your secondary to stick with these guys for four seconds, two and a half, get home right. Make Travis. Uh, roll out to his right, and that eliminates half the field, right? Like, make him – or get him on the ground, sack him. Uh, make him step up. Make him miss the timing. Like, those things, you, you're, you're, your front seven has to get home more often. Uh, let's do – let's do one more hit it and quit it. We got better tonight. Anthony Richardson official now. He's going to have the season-ending surgery, the the shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, he's donezo. So, can we say by default of the big three quarterbacks – Uh-huh. Richardson finishes in last? That, yeah. By default? By default. Bryce Young did not finish third out of three. We're looking at a gold or a silver. Let's go. There's a distance between him and C.J. Stroud right now, but it's a long season. And all you're going to do is put distance between you and C.J. Stroud. C.J. had some – or uh, sorry, you and uh, uh, Richardson. Richardson has – he's got some highlight plays, mm-hmm. but I, you know what I guarantee? Not going to have any more. No. It's funny because the conversation was always about – can Bryce Young, with his size or lack thereof, handle the rigors of the NFL? Mm-hmm. And yet it's the biggest of the three quarterbacks drafted, the one who has dealt with the most injuries. Like Bryce had the ankle, air quote, ankle <laughs> injury. The which has played a really loud been... road environment that's tough for rookies to play in. Is your yeah. ankle hurting? Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's like, I kind of got stepped on. You sit. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. But nevertheless, it's amazing how that's kind of worked out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.